Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to Network Chuck. Today I got something special for you. I've got a guest. My brother Cameron. <laughs> This is my brother Cameron. Say hey. hi, say hi, brother Cameron. First hi. coffee. It's really hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as you can tell from the title of the video, this is gonna be about him passing his CSIN exam, which is amazing. Congrats, by the way. Um, anyway, so my brother, he took his CSIN, what, a couple weeks ago? About two or three. And he passed. So I wanted to give you guys kind of a a view into what he did to prepare, um, some of the things he encountered, and what advice he might give someone who's about to take the exam or who's thinking about getting into the ICND-1. So uh, the first big thing, and obviously it's the biggest thing they wanna know, is how long did you study? Studying took me probably around six months, but honestly, if I really would have applied myself more, I probably could have taken probably about three or four, and that's kind of what I planned for the next test is about three or four months. So why did it take you so long to study for your CSAT? Because originally I did study for the previous version, which was the 100-101, and I didn't make the deadline to actually take that test, and it got revised to the CCNAV3. Mm -hmm. I've been there with a few tests. Now, real quick, you um, you have another cert. What, what other cert do you have? The CompTIA A+. So he has his A+. So how did the A+, exam, compare to the CSINT exam, the ICND-1? Uh, I would say that the... CompTIA was a lot more factual, a lot more of a book reading would really help. Everything's pretty down in the questions with the CSENT. It's more of you have to know how things work and how they operate, such as switching and layer two, layer three, and how things operate. And you have to enter a couple of commands whenever you're doing the test. I never actually had to configure anything. It was more show commands. And then also the not being able to go back and check your work. Every question that you answer is final. So that does make you uh, think a lot harder. So what you're saying is on the on the A plus you were able to go back and review your questions. Yeah, you could you could answer a question, you could go back and review it, or even at the end of the test you could go back and review any question you wanted, even flag it if you wanted to go and look. With the with Cisco tests at all, you cannot do that. You have to make your answer final, which is kind of terrifying because you're going through your exam. It's a it's a really intense exam, and you hit a question that you're not sure of. And with most exams, I know when I take exams back in school, I would think, okay. I'll go back to this one, I might have a more informed view and go back at the end of the exam. Cisco, you can't do that. So keep that in mind. I know for me when I took my ICND one, it took me a bit longer too because I, I set like a timeline of about the same as Cameron, two to three months, and that's what I told him when he asked me about it, but life gets in the way. But I know for me, it was important to not be discouraged and to just keep revising my plan as I kept hitting these roadblocks. And then also, scheduling that exam ahead of time, which you, you kind of did that, right? A month in advance. A month in advance. So he, he did that to kind of put himself under pressure and really just to put a, put a deadline on it because you could study forever and never schedule the exam. Scheduling it ahead of time, just kind of thinking ahead, I could be ready in this amount of time, go ahead and schedule it. So a big topic is resources and what do you use to study? So what was your, what did you use and what was your favorite thing to use? Uh, honestly, for a good foundation, I would say videos are good to kind of get you the first little, uh, get you over the hump of not knowing much. That kind of lays the groundwork for everything in the uh, exam. 
And also, it's good to review the exam topics to kind of know what's on there. So as you go through your videos, you'll be like, okay, I saw that on the exam topics. That's something I really need to know. And they'll even mention that depending on what video series you watch. I know they do with um, Keith Bogart in the I&E series. Hmm. Well, I know this is a big uh, debate, and I know I've given you both and let you use both, but CBT with Jeremy Chara, and you've got uh, I&E with Keith Bogart. What's your favorite? I would have to say I like I&E. Ooh. Uh, I felt it was very uh, it was professional. I liked the way that Keith Bogart uh, liked to explain things, and it, it kind of uh, worked well for me and my learning uh, kind of. Now, I, I have to ask, because you, you did start out with CBT, so you kind of already had a, a foundation did already having the, the passion that Jeremy Chara helps you helps you uh, with, and then that foundation, did that help you move on to I&E? Um, that's kind of hard to say. I, I, I can't knock Jeremy Chara. I did like watching his training as well. Uh, he's very good. But I don't think that uh, particularly his style would be the one that I would pick. It, it's nice. Uh, I would definitely try the videos out in the future and see how it is. But for the particular test I was taking, I needed a more uh, strict uh, kind of fundamental teaching, and that's what I think Keith Bogart offered. I've done both CBT and INE for my CSENT and my, uh, and really my ICND too. The bulk of my studies were uh, CBT nuggets. Jeremy Chara does a lot to keep you motivated, which I think is very important. On the other side, Keith Bogart is a lot drier than Jeremy Chara. Would you agree with that? I would, uh, but honestly, I didn't have any problems staying focused watching his videos. He's not so dry that you lose focus, especially if you enjoy the topic that you're learning. True, true. So if you already have the passion for the topic, you're already going to be ingrained in it. You're already going to want to, to do it. Um, but yeah, I love both the trainers. Keith Bogart, Jeremy Char, great trainers. So that's videos. What about books? Books. Uh, I only did use two, and that was the uh, the Cisco Press. Best one's very detailed. That's, that's a very good uh, way to take it the second time after you have completed any video series that you're doing. Go straight to the books because that'll definitely fill in any gaps that you have. Hmm. Uh, they even have the option for you to take the little, uh, before every chapter, you can take the little exam skip thing where if you get enough questions right, it's like, okay, only try to read a little bit of this chapter. But if you completely bomb those, go ahead and do read the entire chapter. That'll definitely help you because they do show a lot of things that you don't see. And even uh, Keith himself will tell you, pair this with a good book. Don't just watch my series and expect to go and pass the test. And then also, right before you're about to take your test, I do recommend even the Cisco Press Exam Cram books. Those have a lot of good practice tests, and they mm. hit even more, more of complex things that you wouldn't really think were on the test, but do help, especially with understanding. That's awesome. Yeah, I use the Cisco Press books as well. Um, and I think what Cameron's kind of touching on is you need multiple resources when you take the CCNA exam. Um, while INE and CBT and other training partners do their best to make a complete training course. Fact of the matter is they can't cover everything in the exam. I mean, really they could put whatever they want on the exam. They're going to stay within the exam topics, but to cover every exam topic in depth and make sure you're fully prepared, it's a, it's a huge task. So it's better for you to hit books, to use multiple practice exams and, uh, and just multiple resources to make yourself more well-rounded. Uh, it'll just make you better on the test. Uh, now, my biggest thing for preparing for exams is labbing. What did you use for labbing? Really, for labbing, all I did was set up my own labs in a packet tracer. I, I did a little bit of the actual Cisco-provided uh, labs that you have to purchase. Uh, those I didn't really care for too much. I felt like they tried to uh, put kind of put blinders on you and force you to do one thing, but I felt like I learned more 
kind of messing with my own kind of networks and messing things up and having to learn how to fix them really helped me a lot. So I, I do recommend especially using the Cisco Packet Tracer software. That does work very well. And they have an app for the phone too, they don't do, they? They do even have mobile apps as well that you can try. No, so why didn't you use uh, GNS3? GNS3, I just never got around to actually configuring it and trying to figure out how to make it work. Packet Tracer just kind of works out of the... As soon as you download it, you get in there and start putting stuff down and it works. And I, I would agree with what you did because I know a lot of guys are like, okay, what do I use for labbing? Do I use Packet Tracer? Do I use GNS3? Back in the day when Packet Tracer wasn't free, where you had to actually be a Net Academy student to actually to get uh, Packet Tracer, GNS3 was a consideration. Now you could find Packet Tracer through alternate means, uh, but nowadays Packet Tracer is completely free. You go on Net Academy, set up a free account, you get a free download of Packet Tracer. GNS3, it's great, I use it, but there's a learning curve and it takes a bit to set up if you haven't already done so. So Packet Tracer, it's the best and easiest way to start your training and they give you switching built in. It's not a full-fledged switching, like you couldn't do your CCMP switching with Packet Tracer, but for CCNA, more than enough. Would you agree? Oh, for sure. So on the exam, uh, how many questions were there? I know there's like a, they'll tell you on the site, there's a, a wide variety of, of numbers. It could be up to 60, I think. 55 to 60 is what they tell you. So how many were for you? I had 56, 56. But, that, but that does include simlets. So you have a simlet with like three or four questions. Mm. And then there was actually a couple of simlets where I had more than like just four questions, like four questions about one particular thing and four questions about another. But that's all just random, so you can never expect to only have simlets. Hmm. Yeah, that's. I remember when I took it, um, there were a bunch of simlets, and you want to make sure you do great on those because I I know Cisco scores. I, I'm not sure if they score each little question in that simlet the same as any other question, but it feels like they do because I, I know times I've failed exams, it was when I was hitting a simlet like that and I bombed it. That killed my score. So when you hit those simlets, Take your time. I mean, how much time did you spend on each question? It kind of depends on the question. If it was a particular, like, just kind of like a question that was like a fact, take a, like maybe like a couple seconds to think, and I don't know, I'd be done. Uh, subnetting question, you need to click on that. That could take you maybe maybe a minute, maybe two. I wouldn't do two. I'd maybe try to keep your subnetting skills down to one minute, which I also didn't have that complicated of subnetting questions as they probably make it out to be. I never had anything past a class C. So a class mm. C submitting was basically as far as it went and they were pretty simple. If you've taken a lot of practice tests or anything already, you've probably seen questions where they give you, uh, they'll give you a couple of different topologies and they'll ask you, okay, uh, which one of these IP addresses can't work and it's the one that doesn't belong in that network or is the network address. It's kind of stuff like that that you will see mm. in most practice questions. So I would definitely prepare for something like that. You kind of already hit on this just now, but what were the uh, topics that they hit you the hardest on? Uh, it's really the ones where you can't know everything as a fact. You kind of have to know the behaviors, kind of your network fundamentals and routing fundamentals and how routers operate and how they forward packets and how everything works at the data link level. You have to know all your OSI layers because if you don't know your OSI layers and they ask you a question, like what's going to happen in that layer two in this particular problem, you're not mm. going to know what's going on. So it's good to know your OSI model. That's one thing you need to know. They'll even ask questions about the TCP IP model as well. So you need to keep up on that one. Really on both of those is, uh, is good to keep up. Really the fundamental is what hits you the hardest. And I believe those are even the biggest percentages on the uh, exam topics as well. So that's most of your questions. And they'll mix in uh, 
NTP, which is one that I wasn't very good with at the time, because mm. uh, it's not very not really covered, but they do throw it in there. So keep up on NTP. Um, and I know for me, uh, what really tripped me up is when I would watch my training videos or I read the books, the topics they would really hit hard on. I would think, okay, that's obviously going to be really this is going to be hit hard on the exam, and then the exam would come and they would hit me hard on topics I didn't expect. Like when I took my CCMP, they really hit me hard on like SNMP version three, which I didn't spend much time on. So that first uh, route test, I think I missed a few of those, plus a few labs, and that's what made me fail that. So for you guys who are about to start studying for your CCNT or your ICND one, which is one half of the CCNA, Cameron, what would you tell these prospective students? What would you? What's the best advice you can give them? Try to pick out your video course. Try to pick out the books you want to use. Because you definitely want to lay out the framework, you want to lay out which one you want to take on first. Uh, I would definitely take on the video section first, I will lay down the groundwork. And then as you're going through the video, if it's a particular uh, section that has to do with configuring something, configure that as you're doing it because it will help your understanding. And then once you're done with all of that, definitely move on to the books because that will fill in those little gaps. And then once you feel like you're kind of ready to start preparing for the exam, start doing the practice exams and start getting the questions because a lot of the practice questions you do will reflect the ones you get on the test. Uh, I know that if you buy the, I guess, premium editions of the Cisco Pressbooks, they do provide softwares that have mm. particular question engines and those questions are very helpful as well. No, and I really like that because, uh, and I always recommend this, when you first start studying, you want to start with the video course. Uh, actually seeing someone talk about it maybe even showing you some things. And especially training from like Jeremy Chara, it'll kind of spark that that love of networking for you. So if you're just starting out and you, maybe you're deciding if you wanna be in IT or if you wanna be in networking, a video course is the best place to start. Watch that video and then compare it to your exam topics. Get a great book to fill in those blanks. And then of course, practice exams are key and uh, labbing is one of the most important things when you're when you're preparing for your exam. So the the day before your exam, you're freaking out, right? That's that's the, the biggest moment. You you are trying to make sure you're prepared. Cameron, what were you doing the night before? What were you doing to prepare yourself and get yourself psyched up and ready? I would say depending on how you take that night on is kind of depending on how you took the week before. If you really studied hard the week before and you feel like you just can't study anymore, then don't. Then just take that time to relax. Play some video games, read a book, watch a movie. Just do something that can really get you relaxed because if you keep stressing out, you're going to stress out on the test and you're going to vomit because you're going to overthink little questions that you shouldn't. Mm. So the, the the hours and even the night before my test, I played video games. I didn't even study and they worked out fine because it really got me relaxed before my test. You know, and that's funny. Uh, that's kind of what I did when I did my CCNA voice. Uh, I did Jeremy Charles training on CBT and just the, I think three or four days I would uh, play Call of Duty and at the same time I would just have the videos playing in my ears, just kind of relaxing, just letting the, the information kind of flow over me, but playing video games and just relaxing, just kind of passively doing that. And I kind of had a ritual too, is I would watch The Hobbit every night before uh, exam. I don't know why. It's kind of my like good luck thing. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. So that leads into the next question. How did you know you were ready? Because you can reschedule your Cisco exam, I think, what, 48 hours notice? I'm going to say it's 24. 24, something like that, which I've done on occasion. I mean, more than on occasion. I think I rescheduled my ICND2 exam like four times. <laughs> I just did, I wasn't ready. How did you know you were ready? 
I think whenever you can just kind of sit there and look down the exam topics and just look at every single point that's on there and say, okay, I know that. And if they were to ask me a question about that right now, I could answer it just fine. If you look through the exam topics, as scary as it may be, to just look through every single little point and you're scared to look through it, then you're not ready. If you can just look through it and you can say, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that, then you're ready. Hmm. Excellent, excellent. I know uh, for me, I wasn't very consistent with it, but I try to do it is I would uh, look at the exam topic and see if I could stand up and explain it, like kind of do a mock class with an invisible audience and I would pick a topic and just go through it. And if I had trouble at a point explaining it, I wouldn't understand it fully. So I'd have to go back and read it. And uh, I know a big part for me was practice exams. So explain your, your situation with that. How often were you doing them? Um, what grade were you making where you felt comfortable enough to actually take the exam? I can honestly say that I didn't consistently finish a practice exam. And I know it's a, it's a bad habit where I would get probably halfway through and I'd panic wanting to know my score and I would quit and, and look through all the <laughs> yeah. questions that I got right. But it's good to get just a sheet of paper and notes and every single question that you get wrong, you can even do these in little study modes where you can get the answer immediately to know if you got it right or not. I would do those a couple of times. Every time you get a answer, an answer right, just... Uh, Go, go along, get one wrong, write it down. And even if you use the Cisco Press software, they'll even link you to the part of the book where that particular question will lie. So mm. you can even go and review that as well. Oh yeah, that's awesome. And I know like uh, INE, I used a few of their question banks for practice exams. And uh, Keith, Keith Boker has like a video explanation for each question, doesn't he? Which is pretty good. So he passed the exam, which is awesome. Uh, how long did you wait to actually start studying for your ICND2, which is obviously the next you know, course you want to do. You don't want to leave too much time. What did you do after the test? Honestly, uh, with how much I actually enjoy networking, I was pretty excited to start almost immediately. But uh, even my brother told me to wait a couple of days. I think I waited maybe three days before I started again. But it really it kind of I would definitely take a break. I would take definitely a couple of days, even a week if you'd like to. It just kind of depends how much of a stress it was to you and how much you actually love it. Because I wanted to get right back onto it because I thought all the topics inside of ICN2 were very interesting. So I just wanted to jump on it as soon as I was done. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Because like when you're, when you're studying, when you get to the point where you're, you're at the exam, you're stressed out. You've been studying a lot. I mean, you, you're pretty burnt out. I, at least I was. And, but when you take the exam and you pass it, you're kind of on a high. You kind of have that network uh, exam adrenaline. So it's not a bad thing to try and ride that and then keep studying, but you're going to crash eventually. So you have to keep that in mind. You have to refresh yourself because you have been studying for a long time to pass this exam and you are spent mentally. So just keep that in mind. Well, again, thanks Cameron for being on my show. Thank you. Being on Network Chuck. Uh, I know you, you can find Cameron in the Network Chuck Facebook study group. He's in there. He's answering questions. He's being extremely helpful, which I'm grateful for. So if you haven't already joined, jump in there. Uh, all you guys are trying to get certified. I answer questions when I can. There's a bunch of guys already in there answering questions or asking questions. So we all need each other's help to get certified. All right, guys. Well, that's about it. I hope you like this different format where you know we take an actual test taker and and find out their experience. You know, I took the CSENT back in I think it was 2012. Uh, 13 or something so a lot's changed since then so it's good to have a recent test takers perspective so i hope you like this uh let me know in the comments below your csin experience your icnd1 experience or any exam experience and uh if you're about to take it and you have questions 
put them in the comments. I'll see if Cameron might uh, answer a few of them. If you need help on any resources or books or anything, go to networkchuck.com. I list my favorite resources there. And uh, if you have any questions, need any help, let me know in the comments below. Uh, thanks for stopping by. And uh, let's get certified together. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> catch you next time.